Alright, Dante. No pooing on the pier. Okay. That works a bit better. There we go. You are attached. Go on then. Okay. Another outing on the Northumbrian coast. Um, based on this morning's recording, which I think I have enough audio for for maybe an hour and a bit podcast. This may well be episode three. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it'll be a long one. We'll see. It's definitely not going to be a complex one. Well, no, I say that. It's going to be fairly simple in its execution, but it's going to be very deep in its philosophical musings. Because I'm going to address a problem that I've had for yonks regarding 35mm film cameras the works. And while I do that, I'm going to walk from the campsite to the village of sea houses at the beach to myself. It's about I really wish I could find my watch. It's nearly half past four. So I reckon by about five I'll have reached my location and then I can work my way back along the beach and photograph things. The rain has held off, which both worries me and makes me happy. It makes me happy because it means I can be out. It's fairly warm for the time of year it is and the kind of temperatures we've had over the last day or two. Um, but it worries me because the rain that was meant to fall today could well fall tomorrow. It could well have fallen in the night, but I'm, I am hopeful that um, the forecast for tomorrow holds up. The forecast for tomorrow is it's going to be good, it's going to be cloudy with sun, which if this is a storm that is clearing, then means my morning trip to Lindisfarne Island, which is something I've been looking forward to for a very long time, could well be uh, photographically lucrative as well as emotionally beneficial. Dante is trying to eat some bladder rack, despite having food at the tent. Come on. The waves are still pretty massive and as you can hear the wind is well not as bad as yesterday. Um, meh. And there's a very slight drizzle in the air but it's not raining. I don't think. Could be raining. I just don't know anymore. 
So I suppose I'd better fill you in. I've talked for a very long time about how I don't like 35mm. It's small, it never really scans properly. Um, I've never really got on with processing it. There's too much of it. It's one of those things that the point has always kind of escaped me on. Except for a few occasions. Um, there's been the odd moment where it's really shone. And to be fair, I've never really tried very many films. I've tried FP4, HP5, Ultramax, Gold 200, which made me feel sick when I reviewed the images. You know, I've tried all the basic bog standard kind of stuff. I've never really been very experimental with it. And I scan it on my cheap scanner, blah, blah, blah. The only time it's ever really seemed worth it was when I had prints made, which probably tells you something. <laughs> but they've always been mainly snapshotty kind of prints, family stuff, trips out, things like that. And for Christmas, from my secret Santa, I got a lovely metal Kodak tin and five rolls of film, uh, four colour and one black and white. And I also recently got given a, a 35mm pinhole camera, which, like I say, I've tried before, I've made them before, never really worked out. I have an Olympus Trip, an Olympus OM-10, I've had a uh, Canon AE-1 program, I've had, uh, it didn't work, but I had a Pentax MV something black, it never really seemed to work. I have a Cosina CS-1 that takes K-mount lenses. Dad got me. What else have I had? I've currently got a Practica ML BLT MLB MTV something with a screw lens, and I've got a Zorky 4K, which um, the shutter doesn't work. So I'm not a stranger to 35 millimeter cameras. By no means. What I'm a stranger to is having a good experience with it. And for me the experience is everything. The experience in the final image. And neither of those things have really worked out. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind using the cameras. When I'm out with it, it's okay. When I tried Ectochrome in the OM10, it was really nice to use. It was fun. But looking back at the pictures, they weren't that good. And I don't get it, because I do the same thing, I meter the same way as I do with any other format, medium, large, you name it. I do the same damn thing. I don't know whether it's because it's so small, and I'm just used to something bigger. I don't know whether it's because, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just never really liked it. But. I've had a, a problem in my mind for a while now. Um, 
and it's kind of a twofold problem. One of it is quite pessimistic, and it's like the worst case scenario. And one of it, is, one of them is a realist. One of them is a realistic kind of look at things, and they are this: the pessimistic viewpoint of the worst case scenario of how the world is going is that film photography will disappear. It disappeared once, almost. In my mind, it tells me it's not too long before it disappears again. One day, it's gone. And it's likely that the only thing that's going to be left is not large format, is not medium format, it's going to be 35mm. It's going to be a very selected range of emulsions, probably boutique. Um, but I, the worst case possibility for me is that it is all going to go. Now that doesn't stop me from making my own emulsions. But if I want to shoot something a bit more interesting, I have a feeling that maybe I couldn't give you an accurate timescale, but in the future, 35mm is going to be it. It's going to be where it's at. If uh, manufacturers are going to try and produce a camera, it's going to be 35mm. We've seen it before. Um, you know, it's either going to be instant film or 35. Uh, it's awful to think about, and I don't like thinking about it. And it is the worst case scenario. I hope films around for a long time, but in my lifetime, I do feel like it's going away. So, part of me says, you better get used to using it. You better just get used to it because you want to do it that's how it's going to be otherwise it's glass plates <laughs> or this the other thing is is this um, it's not it's not cheap doing this I spend a lot of money on film for me and it goes and it gets used, and it goes in a box, it goes in a sleeve, it gets scanned, and it's fine, I enjoy it, I share it, whatever, it makes me happy. But it's not cheap. I shot two frames of hectare 4x5 this morning, they're like £5 a sheet. You know? I don't mind using it, I don't mind paying it, I don't mind having it, but if I wanted to shoot more colour stuff, I'm limited. I love doing colour pinhole in the strange finder. But what is it going to be now? 60 quid for what is it? 60 shots. No, not even that because it's not 12, it's uh, 8, 40 shots. 60 quid for 40 shots in the strange finder. And some of those might not come out. It's, you see what I mean? Whereas 50 somewhat pounds for what the 35 times 5 is. 1740 180 shots makes a bit more sense and I have cameras that I can use it in I have processing equipment to process it with I can get two rolls of 35 in at once every every metric I judge it by it just makes more sense financially and with ease and everything it's just not as fun but I feel like and I felt like this for a long time I feel like I've got to give it more of a shot than I have done <laughs> no joke 
because I, I you know, th that time using ectochrome, that was the only chance I gave it, and I used slide film, and I've never shot slide film, and I expect it to be like, whoa, and it wasn't, so. And, you know, I have used Ultramax, and I like Ultramax. I like the emulsion. I wish they did it in medium format. But no, they've done stinking gold. Blech. And I've got lots of pictures on my walls, you know, pinned up places in folders. And I like Christmas pictures are all on Ultramax. Pictures of me and Emma and Dante out at the beach, Ultramax. I like it. So, in my brain, I want to do some more serious stuff with it. I want to at least try. And that's going to be something I'm going to be doing more this year. I've got these five rolls. One roll, the Porsche 400, which I've never shot before any time, I'm going to take to Sky. And I'm going to try and do some portraits. And maybe some landscape stuff with it. Uh, of Emma. And we'll see how that looks. Because I've got the Practica BLT5, BLT whatever, and I have got the Helios 44 lens, which apparently looks very nice and fits on that camera. So I thought, try it. Try it with the Portra 400, see how it looks. Um, I've got a roll of 50D which I thought would be good for some general kind of landscape stuff and maybe I'll try that in the 3D printed Mia 35 camera. I've got some BBX, which would look good with, I don't know, if I can get that rangefinder working. Maybe that. Maybe even the pinhole camera. And then I've got a random 400 film. Don't know what that is. <laughs> But I suppose I could use that for anything. And then I've got a roll of Ektar, which I have with me right now in the Trip 35. And I've been using it this last couple of days. I'm on shot 10 or 11. Mostly, it's been things that maybe I would like to have done with colour pinhole, can't because I don't have any roll thumb for the strain finder or maybe I would have liked to have done with large format and you know I haven't wanted to set the thing up for or maybe it's just because it's lightweight and I can carry it around one of the things I want to do when I walk back is get some pictures of these waves because the colours out here are fantastic the golden beach the green moss I mean, there's no light to speak of, but some of that moody skies might look quite nice on Ektar. And I don't know, I've no idea how it's going to look. It's a fine grain film. I just want to try it because I want to like it and I really want it to work for me. <laughs> I want to be able to go out with the strange finder and I don't know maybe I'll get a 35 RD or an RC because this trip is good and I do like it but the control 
is just not there. Now part of its appeal is that it's a point and shoot and it's got an excellent light meter in it and it will do a very good job of getting an accurate exposure. But you know me, I like my control. I like uh, I like telling the camera what to do. But I thought for this, I was going to bring the Practica, but I decided against it. And then I was going to bring the, um, what's it, the M10. And I decided against that. Not because I don't like those cameras, but because I've used the trip before, and I know it works really well, and I know it's got a lovely lens, and I know all that stuff. And I just wanted a bit of, I'm going to try this out, I wanted a bit of a surety that the exposures were going to come out correct. Because I've never had a bad exposure from that camera. Oh, I'd maybe been a bit blown out, but I don't think that's the camera's fault. So that's where I'm at. I've got a bunch of frames left. I've just taken three before I started recording. And I've got these lovely subtle colours, and I know this would look really good on portrait. I don't have well idea of it, but I didn't want to use it. I'm hoping that Ektar will, based on my dealings with it in the Bronica, I'm hoping that some of these colours will uh, will come out and make themselves known to me. And maybe, maybe when I go to Scotland this time, I'll have a few rolls of 35 with me instead of just 120. Because I don't, you don't have to just buy a pack of five. You could buy one or two. And 36 exposures. It's a lot. And if I'm careful with them, I can crop them down. That's one of the other things I've never liked is the aspect ratio. But I can crop them down. One of the few times I've done something serious and I really liked the results was when I went to London. I never recorded it, I don't think I was doing the show at that time. But I took the trip and some HP5 I think. And I did some street photography in inverted commas. It wasn't street photography, it sucked. <laughs> but the images were great. Loved them. Sharp, clean, couldn't fault them. I couldn't tell the difference between those and a medium format image. And I'll tell you what. I don't know how to pronounce this fella's name. It could be Steve Onions. Could be Steve Onions. Who knows? But he's got a fantastic YouTube channel. Really enjoy his stuff. He goes to Wales all the time. Somewhere I'm wanting to go. Really, really enjoy his stuff. And he uses 35mm. He uses a Nikon autofocus, auto wind plastic thing. He uses a 35RC. Uses all sorts, and he gets amazing images. And he prints them big, you know. He prints them massive. So if he can do it, if Katia Bresson can do it, look at me comparing myself to these people. What I'm saying is, if if the capability is there in the film, surely I can do something with it. Surely I can make it work for what I need. I don't know. That's one of my uh, little projects for this year then, is to get a grasp on 35mm. I'll try. Because the end is nigh. 
hopefully not too nigh. The sea's here. <laughs> Dante's got a big piece of seaweed. <laughs> now I've come out at this time partly because there's nobody on the beach and partly because all the shops will be closing hopefully people will be going home and leave me alone. I wanted to go down on sea houses pier into the harbour but I don't want to leave it too late because I don't want it to get too dark. What I'm hoping is that by using a slightly darker time of day I can trick the trip into using the slower shutter speed and hopefully get some motion in the ocean. But if it uses the two inches of a second and freezes the motion of the waves, that could be nice too. So I don't have control with this camera but I can maybe I can maybe trick it into I'm <laughs> doing what I want. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? The point is to have fun. And I've had a lot of fun today. And part of the fun of using the Holger is you don't really know what's going to go want to happen. And yes, I know I built a Holger with a shutter because I want more control. But still, the point remains. This is like using a Holger but knowing you're going to get a fantastic picture out of it. Oh, the other thing about the trip, zone focusing. The only reason I don't use it very often is because I can't stand zone focusing. I like, I think I'm an SLR guy, I like seeing what's going on. But to be fair, I've only ever used one rangefinder, so I have no clue. Boy, this is treacherous trying to get over this. Oh, I have to dry my trousers. Now, I brought the strange finder out because I wanted to go and do some pinhole photography in sea houses. I've not really done any. I mean, I've done some. I've done two rolls. Oh, look at me. But I wanted to get the uh, pier and some of the other bits and bobs, but because of the really dark blue skies over there the colours out here are popping there's no light really there's a bit of light but uh, some red cliffs and some really nice things going on in the sky and I just want to try and get some of these waves feel good to have got all that off my chest. I do. I just hope that I like these pictures. And they make me happy. Because the, the thing is, I have some nice lenses. And I just want to do stuff with them, you know? Now, hopefully by the time I start walking back, the tide will be coming in and I might get some of those nice bubbly bubble patterns out of the, out of the ocean. Anyway, I'm going to stop recording because I've been going on for a little bit and uh, 
I'll catch you guys when I get into sea houses. When the herring was king. Hang on. Why? Oh wow. So it's not quiet. Don't go over the edge of there. But it's not busy either. I think there's maybe 30 people out on the pier. But there's a lot of people watching it, so I've got some eyes on me, but I don't mind. It's quite an impressive um, series of structures, I have to say. All the fishing stuff and places like that, and I've just seen a donut van. Oh, donut van! Oh. Might have to get some donuts. Oh yeah. All right, Dante. No pooing on the pier. Okay. Wow. I'm stood under a boat. So, oh, engine. <gasps> so there's there's loads of fishing boats out, and there's one here that's colourful, it's beautiful. And I did bring the Mia 4x5. And I did bring two sheets of Ektar 100, so <laughs> we'll see just what happens. Sweet promises, Beric Beadnell, BK7. Oh. Now there's loads of pinhole stuff I could do on the edge here. The first thing I think of is, um, well, there's a tower right there, which is where I'm going now. I did, I did realize on the way down that I had forgot my light meter. So, you know, stupid me. But hopefully I can, uh, I'll just do it 30 seconds. That way it will be think it will be okay and any people milling about should be uh, rendered indivisible photographing those two boats might be a bit tricky though because there's a lot of people around but this tower at the end is quite good it's not very it's a bit basic but it stands out against the sky and at 30 seconds I should get some movement in the clouds and there's a little hut on the island out there and since the tide's out I'm going to have a walk down to that yeah it's a pretty good harbour plenty of space whoa Dante wants to go in don't you 
I hope I don't lose my hat. Ah, there's a lot of people that have just got here. There's nothing I can do about that. I'd just rather not have to have any people in the shot, that's all. But I suppose I'd have to come in really early for that. I should have gone out to that little island. I'll do that on the way back though. I think the tide will still be out pretty far. And I don't know whether you can hear, but it is pretty windy out here. It's probably going to be too windy for the 4x5, just because of how lightweight it is. It's definitely a, you know, a not windy kind of camera, that one. So I'm just going to stand and look out the sea for a bit, wait for all these people to leave. Hi everyone, just a quick message here just to thank you for listening to the show and that every single listen and every single listener is massively appreciated. It really does warm my heart to know that so many people enjoy the show and enjoy hearing about mine and Dante's adventures in the world of photography. If you would like to support the show and contribute to buying film, buying chemicals, organising trips and equipment, then you can. The coffee page has got some more stuff going up on it and I'm going to be a little bit more active on that going forward. If you feel able to, buying me a coffee would go a long way to helping make the show possible. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions, you can get in touch by emailing tellsfromthemagicbox at outlook.com and of course all the images from the show are available to see on Instagram. Tales from the Magic Box podcast is the thing to search for. And if you really want to get in touch, Twitter is a great way to do it. You can message me or just join on one of my random chats that I put up there at TFTMB. I always enjoy hearing from people and it's great to know that the community is out there. All right, let's get back to the adventure. Okay, they've gone. Oh, almost. You might, you know, even be a bit too too windy for the strange finder, but we shall see. I don't know what the best angle to get this is at. It's probably gonna be there. But there's a really nice life ring this side. No, that's boring, definitely this side. So I've got 30 seconds. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I hope I round onto frame one. Did I? I'm sure I will have done. I did. Right, I've taken the weird corner mount thing off because it was doing my head and I've put it on the trip 35 and hopefully that will solve my wibble problem because I think I've a couple of shots I've done have been wobbly, which is no good. So I'll just do 30 seconds. 
looking up at this thing, nice and simple. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, There we go. Whoa, whoa, where are you going? Daft dog. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I just managed to get that before some people came along. So, no awkward questions. I don't think I'm going to get any shots of these boats just because there's quite a lot of... Um, I sound really antisocial, and I am. There's a lot of people around, and I'm uncomfortable, so I'm not going to stick around and do it. If you'll excuse the pun, I have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> Besides, they're all working on the boat and there's people around, so it would just be an unnecessary um, 30 seconds of time, because I, I, I'm assuming 30 seconds is right. Could be longer. Could be much longer. Even though it would be a good shot. Well, I'll see when I get that. I'm definitely going to do a colour image. No, there's a dude there working on his boat. What could I do though? There's this one, promised land. I mean, I don't know how the shot would be. I'm pretty close. There's a bike next to it. How do they even get the blocks under it? That's what I want to know. Well, Worth a shot. I can just be 
sorry I can't Dante, come this side, come this side. There we go. Come this side. Sit down. There we go. It's quite a nice little town, I have to say. Must just wind on first. I have to wind on with both hands. Maintain the tension. Oh no, the tension's come right off. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Absolutely no idea if 30 seconds is the right I'm just guessing because I don't have my light meter and it was 10 seconds in the better light earlier and now I'm in the dimmer, less good light 30 seconds just seems like it would go but I might be overexposing might be really overexposing I'm not worried, it'll be fine right, I'm just going to take the trip out because there are a few nice scenes of the harbour that are quite interesting and me and Dante need to go and get some donuts Dirt pooch, donut for later. All this fishing stuff is really cool. I mean, you see a lot of it on Sky, but this is uh, this is a slightly different story. I don't know if I can uh, make an exposure. Maybe if I get real. Hmm. There we go, that was something.
I'm definitely taking this shot. I don't even need the tripod. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was sneaky. Right, definitely donut time now. Alright. Hello. Oh, yeah. You still doing donuts? Yeah. How much? Uh... Comes in the back of four for three thirty. Yeah, that's fine. Brilliant. Thank you very Thank much. You. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Donut time. I love donuts, especially beach donuts. Okay, I think my next stop is going to be on that little island to get that weird thing whenever it's and then I'll make my way back along the coast. Because I can't see that there's going to be anything else that I'm desperate to make exposure of in the town and I'd like to save as many frames as I can for tomorrow. But first I'm just going to sit on these benches and eat my donuts. So I'll catch up with you guys when I get down onto the shore. And he's gone for the tyre. Of course he has. It's um... Well... Okay, I'm down on the beach. It's... Ooh, not a very nice beach. Mind you, wouldn't be so close to all the fishing boats. It's a little bit, it's a little bit oily, and grimy. There's a concrete kind of seawall, and everything's just a little bit. Ugh. But those donuts were delicious. Some of the finest donuts I've had. I've still got two left. Not greedy, but uh, yeah, they were nice. And now, I've circumnavigated the other side of the harbour and I'm making my way along the shore. Hopefully, this will join up to the other part of the shore and I'll be able to connect to... Yes, it does. Connect to where I want to go. And Dante's just run through all the mud and sand and everything you could possibly have run through. Ugh, this beach is gross and deep. Oh, and I'm thinking, oh no, oh it's hard. Okay, alright, this mud is it's just not good. And I'm in sandals, Dante to the rocks. Yes, okay, safe on the rocks. How the hell do I get across this? Okay, I'm gonna have to just play the, the floor is lava game. Okay, it's not so bad here. Just clean off my feet. Ooh, how disgusting. Definitely gonna have to use the campsite showers when I get back. 
Okay. Sticking to the rocks then, as much as I can. I don't know what this thing is, hopefully there's a sign on it. Looks like it, well it's a little round square, it's a little square structure with like a round top. It's not a dome, it's definitely flat sided but it looks like it's made of stone. Completely out of stone or maybe brick. I don't know, it looks kind of old. Oh man. I'm going to have to cross this awful sandy mud again. Oh, here we go. Whew. Oh, it's not so bad here. Come on, pooch. Oh, this bit's hard. Stay on this bit. Oh no, Dante is sinking. That means I'm going to sink. Haha. -ha. Rocks. Dante, Dante, I'm not sinking. Why did I come this way? Oh, donut brain. Donut brain tells you to do strange things. Oh man. This is clearly where all the big trucks Bring the boats in and out of the sea. No wonder it's so muddy and soft. It's probably full of all the oil and diesel and ugh, all that fun stuff. But I've made it. I'm safe on slightly less disgusting shores. Oh, rabbits. Oh, sea rabbits. I need to rinse my feet off in the ocean. Dante, come out of the water. Let me give it. Enjoy your stand, you sinker. It's definitely oily. It's stuck to my feet. I'm going to go to the other side. The other side is proper North Sea water, not this gross harbour water. I'm going to give my feet a proper rinse. No! Dante! Dante! Dante, turn around! No! Come on! Come on! You bugger! I'm trying to get the sea boy. You'd have sunk. You'd have been sucked into a propeller. Doofus dog. Okay, so now my feet are just ruined with all the stuff that's in them. I'm now approaching this funny little, looks like a prison, almost like a little prison. I know who it's for, it's for badly behaved puppy dogs. Uh, there's a couple of people around it, but I don't think they'll be there very long. <laughs> I'm limited for compositions with it. 
because it's so prominent I think there's literally only one thing I can do I don't think there's any information about what it is but it's definitely a strange a strange looking thing these rocks are fantastic though red it's like Mars oh, some people have engraved their names in the rocks that's nice Dante, come here Oh, you'll be going in there. Uh. Dante. I'm now stood on the other side of the uh, pier, looking out across the harbour. Dante. Uh -uh. There's a, a gate or a fence across it. Dante, don't you dare. No, no. Dante, come here. Sit, sit, sit. Wait. This will be a great image on 617. Might be a good. Uh, wait. I'm going to get it with the trip just because I can and I'm here just because Bamburgh Castle is in the background might like might make an interesting image right these two people have gone from this little structure so I'm going to go up there now and see what it is see what it's all about see what I can do with it there does seem to be a little plaque on the surface. Oh, there's no plaque on it really. Doesn't tell you what it is. A uh, nice plaque for someone who died, but not not anything too crazy. And there's a little tiny seal behind it. Hello little fella. Dante. Oh, I thought they'd never leave. This is going to be a very simple shot, but because it is so windy, I'm going to be standing right next to the camera. Dante is literally stood, trying to keep out the wind. And I'm going to do this one as a landscape shot. I don't do them very often. Um, but I think it calls for it, A, because it is so windy, and B, just because of the way it looks. I mean, it's quite prominent, and I think it would suit being kind of off to one side. I don't know what I'll do in the background, whether to go left or right, but I'll... Uh, Dante's kind of in the way, so I've, I've not got much decision to make. I'll go left because there's not a lot going on there. Right, did I wind on? Yes, I did. Okay, 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Okay. I'm going to get off this. Uh, it's pretty dangerous up here actually. It's very windy and uh, cold and Dante is not happy and nobody is happy and this poor little seal is just asleep and wanting to be left alone. But before I go, I'm just going to grab a little snap of it just to show people because it won't be Dante sit. It looks very comfortable I have to say. Oh yeah. Looks like a young seal that's uh I don't know. Maybe been shedding its fur as it grows. Right, come on pooch. Right, onwards. I've still got a lot I wanna do on the way back and time is ticking and Blinking. The wind is not letting up because I've got to pack up all my tent and stuff tonight on the way. Right, Dante. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, we're off the most dangerous bit. Dante, stop pulling. Okay. Where you go, Pooch? Youch. Right. So I'm still no closer to understanding what this little thing is. I'll Google it when I get home. Later. Why does he always go to the most dangerous spots? So that was frame four. I can't see me shooting anything else on the way back now. And I'm pretty close to the beach I actually want to be on. So, this is me moseying on down the beach towards the golf club. I can't believe this wind's come back. It was so nice this morning. And now it's just horrendous again. Okay, I'm on the rocks and the tide is most definitely coming in. I am literally doing the weirdest thing, one of the weirdest things I've ever done. I've got the, uh, I've got this teeny tiny point and shoot camera pointed at some rocks. <laughs> There's absolutely zero light to talk of. And I've got the cable release on because I'm just waiting for that tide to come in in the right pattern. And then I'm going to move over there and point them at some different rocks and get a slightly different look. And yeah, it's all just a little bit. There we go. 
just a little bit strange. I've never quite done anything like this before. I mean, I've done similar things with similar cameras, but not one that is primarily designed for, you know, holiday snapshots and point and shoot. And what I'm hoping is that, oh my goodness, these trousers are getting well and truly soaked. I'm hoping that either the camera is going to go on the 200 shutter speed, in which case it's going to freeze all that motion, or it's going to default to the 40th shutter speed because it's a bit darker, and then I'm going to get lovely soft motion. I don't know what it's going to do. But I'm just waiting for the right swell to come in. And this is going to be it. Oh, and it knocks the camera. Blinking it. My poor trousers are absolutely soaked. Okay. And the good thing about 35 is I've got loads of frames to play with. So if I miss one, I just wind on and wait. I'm waiting for a very specific moment, you see. Here we go. Got it. Right. Come on, Dante. Let's move on. Oh. So one of the things I'm looking for is, obviously because I'm shooting colour film, I'm looking for that colour in the water. And I don't think I got any then, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Ektar plays with the colours that I've got here in this scene. Um, of which there aren't many. It's mainly just black and white or greenish grey and very dark brown. Now, with any luck, when I start going around the water here and get onto the sandy beach, some of those colours are going to start to pop. Even though it's got a bit darker and the sun has obviously gone down in the, the hour and a bit I've been out. And we have to put these trousers in the car to dry, I think. So yeah, that's what I'm looking for, is some, some kind of colour. Some subtle colour. I want to see how this film and this camera renders some subtle colours. Dante, come on. Come on. Because I kind of know what it's going to do with punchier colours. Dante. I'm hopeful that the Ektar will boost some of those subtler colours and make them a little bit more, you know, alive. Whereas I know the portrait will uh, not subdue them, but they'll be a little less killer and they're already quite subdued. So with any luck, the Ektar will just help bring them forward a little bit and make what is already quite a bleak scene. Still bleak, still, you know, they might be a little bit more, you know, like, ouch. I'm just wondering if there's any waves or, no, I'll wait till there's plenty of waves further out, so I'm going to I've not taken the camera off the tripod, but I'm always just looking around, seeing if there's any bits of colour I can I can look for. There's these lovely, actually, while I'm here, there's these lovely striations in the cliffs, which look real good. And it, it does seem strange having this trip on a tripod, but 
it's uh actually not a bad do and you know if any of these if they do if they work I can always convert them to black and white I do have that option it's not impossible right this wind is really it is not as bad as the other day but it's starting to give me a headache I've been out in it that long and then I've got the long job of tidying up all the stuff so I can get up and get out early tomorrow now that I've discovered that I can get out before sunrise I thought I was locked in until 7 o'clock but I wasn't, I just had to use the code on the gate <laughs> Duh, silly me still, I know better for next time but uh, Safe sailing times is like half past nine, so I can make sure I'm out before then. And the other thing I'm looking for, because I know this lens is really good, is uh, I've got like a, a one meter-ish setting. So I'm always looking for things I can, I can put on close focus and like this little rock pool here. It's a square rock pool, so... And because I'm not sure about zone focusing, I'm always like second-guessing myself. Is it a metre? Or is it a metre and a half? So there's lots of things I can do. And if I like these pictures, I like using 35mm, I should say. I'm always a bit wary because this camera is lovely and it does lovely things, but I'm limited in how I can focus. I can't get, I can't control the amount of depth of field I have because I can't choose my aperture. And while I'm aware of that, and I know that, still doesn't make it any easier to, uh, to stomach. Now what frame am I on? I'm on frame 26. I do want to leave some for tomorrow. I do want to have a couple at Linda's farm, maybe five or six. So I won't take too many coming back now. I may have been a little bit gung-ho there. And most of them are going to be further around the point at the beach anyway. But I'll keep it out. And I'll try and keep it pointed down because I know that the, uh, the light meter doesn't really work very well looking in full sun. Yeah, so my options, if I do like this and I want to explore 35mm a little bit more, I've got my OM10 and I have got the, uh, the shutter adapter. And while it's good and it does work, it always feels a bit clunky to me. So I could spring for a fully manual OM1. And I did almost buy one a year ago, but they're quite expensive now. Um, my other options are... Uh, 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 I do have a fully manual... The Cosina CS1 is fully manual. And it takes Pentax lenses. 
so I can always get more Pentax lenses to go on them which is good Dante It's a seagull, you don't want that. Come on. And the issue there is that that's a um, plastic body camera and it doesn't always work properly. I've tried it before. The shutter's dodgy, it doesn't always fire. I would probably like to get it fixed because my daddy got it me but I don't know whether I will so that's an option of course and then there's also um, the BLT which I've got which has a, a vast range of shutter speeds wow this fresh water has really carved away at this uh, this thing, I kind of like it. Can I do anything with it? Maybe if I was portrait. Dante, shift yourself, move! Oh. I don't know if I can do anything with it. I'm going to try it. Can't hurt. So there's that option. And that, the problem with that is it does take a, a different kind of lens, which is the screw mount lens. I can't remember exactly what the kind is. It's not M42. I don't think. I mean, it could be. Who knows? This is a better, a better version of that composition that I found. Come here, pooch. Maybe if I get down in the water. Dante is already across. Oh, and here's. Mr. Slow about to walk into the shot. Of course. Mr. Slow slowly plodding his way along the beach. I can't complain, it's a public beach. Yeah, so the issue there is I don't have that vast array of uh, lenses. You know? And there's also the issue there of. Uh, It's a practica and it could do anything. I think the obvious choice is to go with some kind of Olympus, but it is a bit hit and miss as to what I should do if I like it. I'm back. I, uh, so that 
picture in the river was okay, it wasn't the best. I'm just looking, I've just walked a little bit up the beach and there's lots of nice shapes. I think I need to get closer down to the shoreline uh, to make the best of some of these shapes. Where the, uh, where the water comes up to the, the beach, there's a line of reflective sand and then where the um, water comes up to that, there's a, like a line of bubbles. So I'm just gonna wait for the, I'm just gonna kind of position myself. I'm quite low down now, I'm on the, I'm on like the second tripod leg. There, that's what I wanted. I'm just gonna sort my horizon line out and then put the thing on. I'm going to wait for all this to disperse now and the tripod's going to sink. Now this might even just be better going up a level. I'm going to go up a level because I'm looking down on it here and that's kind of the best bit. Now the tripod is sinking into the, the beach. Here it comes. Right, next one. There we go. That should be quite nice, I hope. I'm just trying to make something of all these colours and I've got lots of nice breaking waves and pale colours and I really like it. So with any luck, those colours will come out. And I've got the sand and the dunes. The dunes look really good under this grey sky and it's all looking very moody and dark and if there's one thing we like as photographers it's moody and dark I'd really like to get close to some of these breaking waves but I'm limited to a like a 40 millimeter lens so getting close is something I don't really have the have the luxury of But I can do them from over here and then hope I can get something. But there's some real nice ones cresting out there. Now the advantage of using something like an SLR of course is I can get longer lenses. And they're going to be a damn sight cheaper than the Bronicas. Which is a good thing. Because the Bronicas are expensive. Missed that one. Okay. Dante, come on, other way. And I'm wasting frames, I'm on 32 now. <laughs> oh boy. There's going to be lots of really rubbish pictures of waves now. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If I see anything else good on the way back, I'll photograph it, but I think I'm done now. I'm just going to enjoy the walk and uh, the uh, packing away of my camping stuff. So, for now, from the beach, I shall say goodbye. Hopefully this 35mm stuff will work out. We shall see what we shall see. And I shall share the results with you in the image review.
Okay. Um. Here we are again, looking at some images. It's been a long time since I took these pictures and a lot of things have happened and I'm very tired and I wanted these to be really good and I really wanted to have something really positive to say about 35mm images and I have two positive things but I'm still not sold I don't think I can see some potential and I'd still like to have a go with a couple of other cameras but I don't think I'm sold I don't know whether it's the way I'm scanning it I'm scanning it at 1200 dpi and the resolution on these is just shocking even zooming in just a little bit they pixelate and become very difficult to see and I know they're supposed to be printed using an enlarger and I know that would be better but I can't do that I don't have that so the images are probably better than my scanner is able to show me which is a shame but I can only go off what I've got and what I'm capable of doing at this moment and at this moment I've got fairly well composed images, the colours are decent, for the most part the exposures are all pretty good, but none of them are very exciting or none of them make me want to go out again and do more like this. So I'll talk about a few. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've got eleven. I won't talk about all of them because some of them are just. Hmm. They'll all go up on Instagram, I think. But I'll talk about a few. Um, I've got one of the beach, which I took on the way. I probably took it on the first episode, to be honest. On the way to Bamber Castle, it's nice cloud textures in the sky, nice rock textures on the ground. The colours are fairly subdued, um, subtle, but definitely there. And of the lot, this is probably the one that holds up the best. But it still just looks out of focus. And that's probably, I don't know, that's probably how it's supposed to be. It's not because the trip focuses perfectly. The lens is really nice. And I've got decent images out of it before. I don't know if it's suited to this kind of imagery but this is one of the better ones um, like I say the clouds and the light in the sky are really nice it's not, the highlights aren't blown out, they're very bright but they're not blown out and the light on the beach is, is fairly good it's just such a tiny I'm zooming in just a little bit it loses all it loses all sharpness and it loses all detail, it becomes a funny multicoloured mush. <sighs> um, so to process these I just did a very simple auto colour because faffing about with colour balances is a pain in the neck and I don't like doing it. So I just whack on an auto 
thing, I do a bit of levels adjustment and on a couple of them I've even done a, uh, like on this one, I got rid of some dust, because I quite like this one. And yeah, he's okay. I can, I can kind of see myself. I can't, I just can't think of an application now where I would choose this over something else, you know? I'd rather have a 645 camera and take less pictures and get more high quality results. Or I would rather take out the 4x5. I know it's a faff to set up and I know it's not as portable, but it would make a better image that I would be much happier with. I mean, if this was on 4x5, it would be incredible. Even as dull and boring a composition as it is, the clouds would pop out a bit more. I'd get more depth of field. I don't know. Um, the next one is Bamborough Castle on the fence, which I cropped down to 3 to 1 because I wanted to see how <laughs> I wanted to see how it looked in a panorama and it's just I mean it'll look, it'll look okay on a screen, it'll look okay on a phone screen, but there's no way you could print this. And it looked good. And the colours are crap. There's Dante Dog, I won't talk about him, he's beautiful. Um, I got a few pictures of this gate with the sea in the background and uh, kind of a life ring. It's not the best composition and I was kind of hoping the colours would pop a bit more with the Ektar but it's... Mm, I could have probably worked a bit harder on the composition but that's the thing because it's 35mm you kind of shoot and disappear. It all just looks a bit dull and I don't know why that I think I really do have a hard time scanning colour, to be fair. It's not necessarily the camera's fault. Part of this is due to the uh, scanner, and I do struggle scanning colour and getting the colours to look good. Sometimes, like with Pinhole, it's great and it works first time, and it works beautifully, but sometimes it's just a bit of a nightmare. Um, I'll talk about that one later. I did get one nice one that I liked, and I've cropped it down to 4x5. It's uh, a life ring in some grass, and the colours are nice and subtle but the ring is kind of a, a brighter orange or red and it's, it's kind of buried in the grass and I do like this one, I could see this one there's potential for this one um, I nailed the focus which I think helps I think maybe if I had a camera with where I could focus I would have a bit of a better time so maybe I'll take out the trip again not the trip, the OM10 but then I'd quite, I'd quite like to try that Helios yeah, I'll take out the BLT, MLB, blah. So yeah, this one's okay. There's that thing again. Um, the pictures of the beach were all pretty dull and not very interesting, so I got a few where the waves were kind of crashing, but not too many. That square rock hole, rock pool, was quite nice. I found it difficult to crop because I actually got the camera strap in the picture. <laughs> and the focus had come out pretty well, so Sometimes it's worked, but on a boring composition. There's that cute little seal. Can't believe he was just there. It's nuts. And yeah, just generally, it's all a bit. I mean, there's not. There's there's two there that I really liked. There's the the ring and the beach. The rest of them I could happily have nothing to do with ever again. However, I did also get some pinhole shots from the pier and from the beach and I've got five 
um, and these have come out as per usual for the strange finder just wonderful this first one of the tower at the end of the pier when there was no one around uh, I there were lots of dust on the image and I've left it all on um, not because I couldn't be bothered I did get rid of some but I kind of like the messy nature of it it's dark it's moody it's broody and the textures are just fantastic that little tiny tripod though doesn't help because it gives you a very middle um, image whereas I could have done with just tilting up a little bit but yeah the uh, the general feel of the thing is desolate and isolate and just oh it's great I love this camera so much and then we've got um, the boat the promised land boat with the bike and that looks really good the details fantastic uh, for some reason there's no border on that one yeah it, you can definitely see the words on there. I could have done with being a bit closer but I kind of like that you can see the rest of the pier and the wall that leads you down into the uh, boat everything kind of leads and points towards the boat which is nice and then there's just the bike there leading which is a good a good little thing so yeah that's uh, that's a nice one and then we've got another boat which I sneakily took before I got my donuts <laughs> and again it's it's a nice perspective I think I was on top of some wooden boxes and the cabin of the boat is kind of in the middle of the frame there's like a pump or something on top it's all freaky at the edges and you can see the town in the background it's uh, really quite nice I always do this you know I always take out things and take the strange finder out and then come back and go I should just use this camera forever <laughs> and then we've got two from the beach so I've got one which I don't know how I did this I don't know where I did this but I love it so there's some cloud texture in the sky the horizon is completely wonky there's light on the water there's rocks in the middle ground and then there are these stones in the foreground which you can tell are underwater a little bit because the tide is coming in over these rocks and it is soft and it is weird and the textures are amazing the light is amazing it's just a wonderful pinhole landscape image and I'm really happy that I got this one even though the horizon is completely wonky yeah I'm very pleased with this one if I do another book this one will definitely go in it <laughs> and then the last one is uh, Dante dog on a rock and he stood there for ages waiting for this and I got completely soaked doing this one but the tide is coming around him you can't really see it too well but again the light on the water is lovely and uh, it's just got a very interesting feel as this one because of the softness of the scene and then the, the um, strange little holes in the rocks so yeah um, the trip is kind of successful I think what I need to do I'll tell you what I need to do I need to take out camera that I can focus with in good light one day so that I can just see how good it can be 
and I need to do it around here not somewhere far distant so that I can do it in a place that I know I know where the compositions are I don't have to go hunting for them and I can just focus on doing it right because I think there's potential I just don't think that was the right camera or the right location to try out with but I had to do it I had to do it to see and I did get a couple of good pictures so yeah one more episode to go Linda's farm and then we are back in home turf for a few weeks so thank you for listening and I'll see you whenever that is. You have been listening to Tales from the Magic Box. Me and Dante would like to say a massive thank you to Mike Gutterman for lending us some of his music for the show. It really means a lot to us and it adds a whole other dimension to what would have been a pretty dull podcast otherwise. Also thank you to Kevin McLeod for his wonderful opening music and thank you to all you guys for listening. What do you think, Dante? <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys for the next one. Bye.